behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, dog. Hello and welcome to Know Your Wrestling. I am your host, Mark Sylvester, and I hope to be reminding long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. Today I'm joined by, again, my lovely guest and good friend, Jimmy. Get in! I'm back. I represent the the non-wrestling fan. Yes, yeah, You are the wrestling mega fan. I represent those who want to get into it. Yes. And as I thought we'd do something a little differently, as it's a video that came out either last year or the year before, it was a, a video by Max Landis, which a lot of people who like wrestling would know called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. So I thought today we'll do something a little different. And so earlier today I showed Jimmy the video and now we're going to review it. So Jimmy, like to begin with, did you enjoy the video? Like any brief or sort of general thoughts about that video that you watched? Yeah, it was like, I like the, the like complete idiot's guide that it gave. Like, mm. oh. easy to understand, easy to follow. You know me, I'm not massive on the wrestling scene sort of thing, and I followed it, I was with it, you know. Uh, basically, I forgot to mention beforehand, it's a video based on Twitch's career, where you got Max Landis is telling you a brief thing about wrestling, like what the characters they've had. WWE Raw features live death-defying stunts performed in front of an audience of thousands every week. People who feel the need to tell you that wrestling isn't real clearly don't watch wrestling because the show features an undead wizard, leprechauns, uh, an evil group of male cheerleaders. This show does not pretend to be an athletic competition. Instead, it's a TV show about a wrestling show. It has more in common with Game of Thrones than it does with UFC. And if you follow one character, all the way through, you can see that this format allows the telling of interesting, diverse, and compelling stories. And he's telling you the story of Triple H, where he went from being a blue-collar wrestler to now being, in a sense, like the VP of talent relations and how far he's become in wrestling as the well. big guy. Yeah, like how he's become a really big guy. Like, I thought the same as we, I really liked it. Even though I've been a fan of wrestling my whole life, I thought it was really interesting the way he told it. And I thought, for being someone who might not like wrestling, they might enjoy it more. I mean, did you like the way they shot it? Did you like the use of the characters that they had? Did you yeah. like the fact that all the wrestlers were who would have been males or females and vice versa? Did you kind of like that sort of, I guess, yeah, funny it sort gave, of... it gave it more of a comical edge, didn't it? It was yeah. very tongue-in-cheek, which is... I, I, I get that wrestling is a lot of tongue-in-cheek. And this it was like overblown proportions of tongue in cheek. And mm. no, because it was funny, it kind of made it more a lot easier to follow. You know, not straight laced seriousness. This was very outlandish, very And crazy. did it kind of also, obviously getting, I guess, more interesting and seeing more like I've seen you before, like really good matches, really bad matches. Can you then kind of feel like, even if you might not have seen any wrestling before, can that video kind of give you an idea of what wrestling is like and how actually wrestling, when it's amazing, as he says, it's amazing. Yeah, I I, I kind of want to watch some of the matches that um, that were mentioned in that just just to see how they were portrayed on in this how much of it because what I got with the the wrestling isn't wrestling video is that the overblown proportions of it um, I want to kind of see what why why they thought they were overblown to them sort of proportions and 
you know, just see why why certain matches were highlighted over other ones. I think they might have chosen it because it was his main rivalry, so rather than going for every single... Well, the surprising they mentioned The Rock, but besides that, I like the fact that they used his main rivals, like Undertaker, I thought was quite cool, and Triple H. And did you like the whole thing of the different characters? Like, he had a man who was, like, this gothic... Yeah. Like, Undertaker, who was in charge of, like, many druids and people, and you had his demon, you had a different character who was, like, known as being an animal, someone else who was known for being... Not spoiler, his teacher saying, or her sports <laughs> teacher saying, spoiler, I win. I win. You like that yeah, sort of like, sort yeah, of kind stuff, of yeah. doing the more uh, kind of like taking the characteristics of the wrestler and then like put it over tenfold and like emphasizing yeah, exactly. that as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just kind of want to see how they relate to the characters that were portrayed in this in the, the wrestling isn't wrestling video. It's quite quite interesting, and well, I'll be interested in seeing how how these fights panned out to be able to get to that sort of status. You know. Mm. Did you like the cameos from different people they had? Yeah, Obviously, I did. like McCauley like, Colcom people. Like really odd yeah, people in there. Um, uh, Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman from Mythbusters. Like, it's not real. Like, you know that. And uh, yeah, you had uh, Seth Green in there as well. And McCauley Colcom, come and get him either. Josh Peck from Jake and, uh, Drake and Josh. <laughs> Darren Chris from Glee. Obviously, you had all the other wrestlers as well. And did you like the fact that when he was going through wrestling, he kind of told you what wrestling used to be like, the more yeah, like, like, pro-America, yeah. anti-foreign people, then it became more serious. Like, what, what's up like dig sucking, please. What, what's up? Uh, late yeah. 80s, early so, 90s kind of thing. It was during the time of like, the Ultimate Warrior, like I've shown you before, the more sort of cartoony the more oh, yeah, sort yeah. of like over the top sort of characters like then when he had the dick sucking that was more when it was the more serious more like Ashley era than later on where it was that became PG poopy farts like booger yeah, that sort of yeah. thing that was when it was more kind of more modern more sort of like PG sort of era it's like yeah yeah um, and I would like to see like um, something from between that transitional shift from where it became um, you like you say the, the over the top like American well, I'm from America against the Russian and then turn into this sort of more edgy like mature sort of stuff that um you know that was shown on on the video and you know because i i I get that the wrestling glitz and glamour sort of stuff uh was there towards the end of the 80s into the beginning of the 90s like even through the mid 90s when it was properly big yeah Uh, but like when did it start to become more mature and... uh late 96 early 97 and, and then 98 then it became really really like more mature and then it just blew up and then it was tv 14 till 2008 but then from latest 97 more 98 to 2001 it's... wrestling was literally everywhere i used to watch it and then obviously when wcw folded and went under wwf didn't have the competition anymore so they didn't yeah. put on the great stuff and then it dwindled down but back in the 90s wrestling was literally it was that and south park which were two of the most popular things doesn't matter what age you were or anyone like i remember seeing people who might not have realized like you're a wrestling fan wearing the wrestling shirts knowing who the wrestlers are would watch it i remember like lending friends the videos and then i remember talking about the next day when mankind was thrown off the head in the cell when the rock won the royal rumble and stuff and stuff and different stuff happened in wrestling and we were talking about it the next day nowadays you still would do that but you had the hardcore fans but then uh raw nitro smackdown thunder and stuff back in the late 90s early 2000s before obviously now it's still popular uh they used to get i think overall between the two shows about 15 million viewers each monday night mm. for raw and for raw and nitro to think at the time, obviously, 
nowadays you have Netflix and stuff, but at the time it was so huge. And you can see like when you watch older wrestling back, just the different crowds and that sort of thing as well, which is really interesting to see at its peak just how popular it was. Yeah. I mean, every night at Raw, every show that you would watch selling out, signs everywhere. And it's like, yeah, it, it was at its peak. I would probably say one of the biggest things ever. Like, you know how you have some things to have like peak, like you have the um, Turtle Mania, Pokemon Mania, Power Rangers Mania, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Then you have WrestleMania. Well, obviously, there's an event called WrestleMania, but you you know what I mean. So I couldn't think of any other word besides it was, it was like... It was like part of the, the culture, wasn't it? it was yeah, it was part of pop. Part yeah. Of, I mean, Steve of... Austin was like one of the most popular celebrities ever. Like, everybody was... kind of know who uh, Steve Austin was. Like, yeah. Even me as a kid, and I never watched wrestling when I was He younger. was, in a sense, like... The Rock, obviously, is well really popular, but he was, in a way, like the 90s Hulk Hogan. Like, Hulk Hogan in the 80s was yeah. when he used to have rock and roll wrestling. And then, he, and then he became, everyone knew who he was. He was on TV Guide. He was on Regis and Kelly. He was on so the different TV shows. He became like a household name. Yeah. And, um, you know, you kind of see the, the emergence of that sort of thing again with uh, John Cena. Like, he is, yeah. you know, he, th- there's memes with John Cena in. You know, oh, yeah. The, killed, the, like, overdone to death on, like, Facebook and Twitter. But it's... Kind of turned him into a household name, didn't it? Yeah. With a cat like Steve Austin, he was like, everyone wants to be him because he would be like his boss. He would drink beer on the job. He would swear at people. And I think when they turned him here at WrestleMania to 17, uh, I think a lot of people kind of like, oh. And I think that kind of lost some fans. But at the time when Austin was the Hellraiser, beat up his boss, it was everyone wanted to be Austin because he was the person that you had the rock, he was the cool guy, and you had Austin, he was, was the ass kicker. You know, it was just like, I thought it was really interesting. Like, did you like the fact as well, even though they mentioned him a few times, like, like the fact as well, the other wrestlers, especially Triple H, that he would show his character and that he would kind of see like his evolution from being yeah, someone who was yeah. a blue blood. A blue collar worker. And, and then, he, and who was then at the time, the, you know, I might he, mention it he before, got but, into you know, a, high position essentially yeah. by by buying his way into that and he's actually really good i mean his he does stuff at nxt which is the developmental and he's like this really like big and very um popular very respected person because he took nxt from being a show that was all right to then now becoming wwe's third brand which has at the takeovers possibly better shows than the actual big events do at this year's wrestlemania he had a match on nxt between nakamura versus Sami Zayn, and then wrestlemania was good but that match for me stole the whole weekend it is like yeah it's really interesting and did you like the sort of uh, like when he was telling the people about Ric Flair especially like you have this drunk man who goes woo actually yeah. you might when you when you hear him it's ridiculous but when you watch Ric Flair it is amazing you should watch it did you like that sort of thing as well yeah, like, even I telling mean, you again, like, like his character which you would think in real life what the fuck you actually really like them and be like actually it's like they are like larger than life yeah I, I, like I said I kind of want to see where they got the the basis for the characters that they portrayed in there. I want to want to get to know them better. I mean, someone else looking for that. The, I mean, The Undertaker's a re- another wrestler who's gone through so many different types of gimmicks. Undertaker, then he became like the dead man. Then he became a sort of like gothic lead of like a cult. Then he became a biker. Went back to being the dead man again. And then that's been evolving. He's been wrestling for, especially WWE, for over 25 years. Yeah. To play as one character, to be respected much as he is, it's like really, really good as well. And did you like the fact as well, like... 
even though obviously they're hyping it up and sort of did you like the sort of they were showing you the insecurity of Triple H did you like the way that they were like the different characters like the Shawn Michaels you saw like even though they were best friends you can tell the hatred between the two of them as well did you yeah. like, like the playing up to <laughs> yeah. and like with the use of the women as well well like, well, like I say I, I want to see where they get their where they got their ideas from I mean, I have seen the Shawn Michaels match, haven't I? Yes, you yeah, saw the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon match. You've That's seen right. a Triple H match, a Shawn Michaels match. Obviously, Triple H match was shit, but I'm going to show you a better one. But I'll go on and show you an yeah, Undertaker Drew. match and a Steve Austin match and other matches as well, which are really, really good. I, I, I kind of think that some of the matches that you've shown me have like avoided some of the big characters. I mean, you've shown me stuff with Brock Lesnar in and uh, Triple H and... Um, you know, I haven't really seen them prove their prove their status yet. Yeah. I mean, like you, you have shown me the Sasha Banks match, and because you've picked her up so much, it's kind of like I know know how how good she can be. Yeah. Because you are like stupidly huge on Sasha Banks. Yeah. Then again, another wrestler I'm really big into. Obviously, Steve Austin's one of my favorites of all time. Who I want to show more of his stuff and CM Punk as well. He's another really good wrestler. It's just like, I'm always one of those people who, when I like a wrestler, I like them because I want to show them to people and be like, you should watch these people because they are that good. And that's the reason why I show you that match because for me, that's what wrestling is and that's what why wrestling is so good. You had the great heel, you had the great baby face, you had the great in-ring psychology, you had the great selling by the two wrestlers, you had the great like psychology in a sense of like with the emphasis on the ha- on the hand and the selling of the hand. It's like, and it just shows you that and the fact is um, they kind of broke kayfabe because of how happy they were for each other to finally have then won the title when Bailey finally won it it's kind of like yeah. breaking the, the wall of the kayfabe and showing actually they they love each other and they want to do the best for each other and just how like that match was voted by many people as the best match of the year obviously I have a really good matches in New Japan at the time and stuff like that but for WWE that was not my favourite match of, I think, of 2015 I think what I kind of want to see is these big names in wrestling I want them I want to see why they're so big and what yeah. they've done to make themselves so big and I know we've watched the bad match with Triple H so I'm kind of not at any um, understanding of how good he can be Oh yeah, Triple um, H when he's when he's so, amazing, he's really so, really good. Like good wrestlers. Like, did you want to watch the Head in the Cell match that they mentioned on the video? Because that's a really really good match. Yeah, I mean, so so matches with the Undertaker, CM Punk, uh, Triple H again. We'll, we'll gloss over the yep. bad match that we watched earlier with um, Scott Steiner, um, Steve Austin, even The Rock. I want to see what what elevated The Rock into such yeah, popularity of because you know he is he's a movie star now. He's Got yeah. out of that wrestling, and I'll definitely want to show you some of their promos as well because The Rock is so good on the mic. Like he, that he had such electricity, he had such great charisma that he could say anything, and the crowd will pop for him. When yeah, he was... I want to. I want to see him be that good showman that he. Oh yeah, that, you know that's like I say, elevated him into that height of popularity. Um, John Cena, I don't really know. Like, is that going to be a good choice? Because is John Cena a good wrestler, or does he just have good fans? That uh, 
he's one of those people that more recently I, I respected him more because um, at, when he was like pushed to like the high heavens and pushed down your throats, people were like really bored of him. But when he was actually not as pushed as hard, people respect him more because he's not at the top all the time. And actually, he's one of those people that when he's input him with a really good wrestler, he can have a really good match. Where if he's put him with someone who's rubbish, it's going to be a terrible match. But when he's put him with someone like a CM Punk or someone like a, a Cesaro or someone like a Seth Rollins or a Brock Lesnar, he can have a, he can have a really good match. I'll be honest, I'm not a John Cena fan, but I can but I respect him enough to be like actually this guy's actually good when he's put him with a really good match. But then at the same time, it's nice that he's not pushed down our throats anymore. And it doesn't feel like he's yeah. just always always at the top of the car. Like his match against AJ Styles was a really good match. And actually, when say I'm with any wrestler, when they put him with someone who's really good, they can have a really good match. But then other wrestlers can have a really good match with anyone. Like Bret Hart as well is another really good wrestler who can have a match with anyone and make it good. Yeah. But that's the same thing of like any like wrestler. Like I can show you a CM Punk match. One match would be really good, and next match could be rubbish. It's just depends on most of the time the wrestling and who they're wrestling with. But to they've be got honest. to be. They've got to be consistently have that like consistent goodness that, oh yeah that, yeah you do yeah that makes them more popular yeah or more popular than other wrestlers i i know that there are some lesser known wrestlers that are probably just as good as these big names but yeah i mean look at daniel bryan before he retired back uh, at the beginning of the year he was obviously in that video that you saw was so popular with the crowd. Everyone was cheering the yes chant. Yeah. Um, like, there was a famous uh, thing at Royal Rumble 2014 and Royal Rumble 2015. Like, he had a match early, early, early in the night. He lost. And then, and like, basically in the Royal Rumble, there's a match where you have 30 participants. Each one comes out after a minute and a half. Last man standing is the winner. Thrown off the top of the rope, obviously, onto the floor. Both of you have to touch it. And it was coming down to 29. Then when 30 about to come out, everyone was going yes because they thought Daniel Bryan was going to come out. Then Rey Mysterio came out, everyone booed, and everyone was wanted Daniel Bryan to win. And then Vincent Mann finally was like, fine, let's give him the title because the crowd wanted Bryan to win so much. And then at the next year's Royal Rumble, same thing. Daniel Bryan came out, got thrown out, and then as soon as Roman Reigns came out, the bat that everyone was booing, and when Roman Reigns won, you could hear so many boos. When The Rock came out to then save Roman Reigns, even when The Rock lifted up Roman Reigns' hands, you can hear the crowd just boo, and even The Rock was just like, <laughs> you're booing. And, the, yeah. and no one would boo The Rock because he's so popular. It just shows that when a ref, when they when someone wants a wrestler, that's the thing with WWE sometimes. Like they kind of push who they want to push, but then sometimes at the same time you should kind of listen to your fans, which is why people like Roman Reigns and Cena at the time when he was pushed to the top, they didn't like him because the fans felt like you're, he's being pushed down our throats. He's not ready yet. Mm. And then when and I think with someone like Daniel Bryan because he wasn't being pushed and he was more of a natural sort of people liking him uh, that's probably why a lot of people like he's a man who lost at WrestleMania 28 in 18 seconds and then the next night all the crowd was chanting yes and that basically helped bring out Daniel Bryan to become the star that he is and then when he retired everyone was really sad because he was that popular and everyone wanted him to win as you saw in that video just the popularity of of him and when the fans get given what they want it's actually really really good so yeah so any final thoughts about that video like that you want to say or anything? Well, like I say, it's it was like a purely idiot's guide. Like, like it went in for... The, there was a nice level, like, for those huge wrestling fans, they could see the, the entertainment value of it, but those who aren't big on wrestling, then, you know, it's made me interested in how did Triple H actually get to this status? Like, yeah. I know the backstory, but I haven't seen it on mm. in black and white. I haven't seen it in front of me. Yeah, because it's so, quite interesting, like, uh, you know someone that we used to know a guy called Ben he would show he showed you know Simon works in my Whitlock 
that video and someone like actually was kind of interested and then he showed him the Sasha Banks Bailey match and then that then he was just like actually wrestling's really good and I guess with showing that video it kind of gets people interested because they kind of see like how it is so over the top and when it is good it's really good yeah when you're sitting alone and texting it's because you're bored our imagination is our greatest gift and our greatest curse because we're bored all the time and that's what fiction does for us it gives us a sort of simulator for bigger stories and bigger emotions. That's what Lord of the Rings is. That, that's what Phantom of the Opera is. That's what Goodfellas is. That's everything. It's us watching and feeling the human capacity for empathy through imagination. That's why we have stories. Triple H is a great character in fiction. Told over two decades, a snob who had a chip on his shoulder that he could never let go and just wanted to be the best, but never could be that without cheating. Finally selling out to the point that if he can't be the champion, he'll choose the champion. And that's what you need, man. That's what we all want. From Long John Silver to Perseus to Neo to, to Walter White. We love watching people grow, change, struggle. Good people, bad people, we don't care. We want to see it, man. We need entertainment and we need it now. And when you watch wrestling, that's what you get. Now don't get me wrong, a lot of wrestling sucks. But when it's good, it's fucking great. Wrestling is melodrama. Wrestling is mythology. Wrestling is action. Wrestling is comic books. The only thing wrestling isn't is wrestling. And obviously you've watched some wrestling. Like, if you watched that video first, I guess maybe, I guess, I'm not really more interested, but do you think maybe if I watched that video first, it might have put your wrestling to you in, yeah, in a different was, light? Or would, was, you, did like, or would you prefer I mean, it the way that I actually did it with you? Sh told you wrestling ran at 101 and then show you the match, or would you prefer it more? I did it, well, the video first, and then the wrestling 101, and then the match. Well, I, I think I preferred the way that we have done it the way that we have because you know i've learned a bit more terminology after four podcasts that we've done four is it four yes yeah. it's our fourth one yeah. yeah so you know i'm a lot more clued up i'm getting to understand the roles and you know these big over-the-top characters whereas if you had shown me the wrestling isn't wrestling video first so what would you give it out of five like obviously as, as just a video and kind of telling you a story of like in a sense a career of a wrestler like i would, I would give it a four out of five yeah there might be some problems because he missed out a few fugues but at the same time i really liked it and i remember watching i was just like this is really good and i'm liking the video straight away yeah I, I, I would say three and a half 3.5 out of five again because i'm not so big on wrestling but it was a nice easy level to understand I mean, would you, like, for example, would you have ended up showing your wife a cat like that? Would you be like, would you, like, kind of, I know this is quite funny sort of thing, but would you kind of be like, this is why wrestling is really good and show that video, which is what well, again, it's, he tries uh, like, to do. Because, because you've shown me the first matches that we've watched before that, I'm a bit more clued up on it, whereas if you went into it blind, I think a lot of the information and a lot of names would probably be lost and you probably wouldn't get that same edge. So, mm. like... Maybe when I said it's not for like the complete non-fans, I think you've got to have a little bit of knowledge, a little bit more. Oh yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know, you know what, what's happening. So I don't know. 
I don't know on that sort of level. I guess maybe if you told her like a few things, then maybe I guess people would enjoy it more. Like if you give them a quick like sort of brief wrestling sort of terminology and be like, this is the video, see what you think of it. And then because I know a lot of people would show people that video to them and be like, this is what wrestling is like. If you don't like the video, then I won't show you. But if you do like the video and kind of intrigued and you'd be like, actually yeah like because obviously they say in the video it's fake right and it's like when he's telling you like the funny thing about the different characters like i'm not kidding i'm not kidding and they're not kidding yeah he's kind of giving you the comedy edge like i remember telling you when he was like you're like there were male cheerleaders were they yeah there was a leprechaun as well it was like it's it's funny how like when you watch that and then you realize just how and it was like and the fact he was comparing it to like game of thrones or the rings that kind of thing is true because you have these characters you have these larger than life figures and you have these amazing like it's just a really interesting thing how wrestling yeah. like as i've seen you before you can have one moment which is like a very serious moment you can have another match which is very comedic never match which is like very arabatic like i've shown you that we watched a uh, last time i was on with you before we did the last one about the bad matches where we watched that match and i've shown you a bit of the ricochet will osprey match you saw the complete difference between like how on a, on a card you can have 10 matches and each one would be could be completely different yeah. and not similar at all, which is why with like that sort of stuff, it's really interesting and how they yeah. do it. So yeah. So any other final thoughts before we end the video? Then uh, no, podcast, just that it's made me interested to see how Triple H got the got to the stage at where he was at. But yeah. but why why specifically Triple H? I guess it's because he's I guess um had the most sort of evolution in wrestling and also maybe just a character that and also he said it was just his favorite wrestler, so he decided just to do it on him. What. If if you was to have the choice of which wrestler to, I would do probably it, do the Undertaker you? just because the Undertaker sounds like a really colourful character. Oh, the Undertaker yeah. is one of the most respected wrestlers of, of all time. He is like the locker room leader; everyone respects him. And also, he's had such a diverse career. Like, even if I want to do someone like, then again, he, then again, maybe a Steve Austin because he's gone from being like a man who was known for being a Hollywood blonde, sort of like Hollywood kind of star, to then become the badass that he was. Then he became like the GM and then the sheriff but then with the undertaker because his character's because was so diverse and so like different from each stage of his career i think he would be a really interesting one to do as well which is probably why he chose triple h because he was as you saw so different from each like with Shawn michaels would have been good but he was kind of the same like rocker heartbreak kid dx uh born again christian sort of heartbreak kid again dx did it with least triple h you had such a wide as you saw yeah career over 20 years that i think that's also he would have been a really good choice as well okay i kind of see that now yeah because uh, like with the characters like even though someone like cena's been around for over 10 years other people because the character's been the same you can't really do yeah, that he story have the same evolution yeah where someone like an undertaker or a triple h they have such a, a evolution that you could literally look at five years and in those five years there'll be it will be like a completely different sort yeah, of character like different. yeah you had from 99 undertaker being like proper gothic and proper like cult leader like in a sense like crucifying people and then he became a biker like a uh bigger red then he became big evil which was like a proper like this is my yard and then back to the dead man again and it just shows just in those five years just how different and how diverse he is yeah so yeah cool so cool so thank you much again jimmy for being on my podcast is there anything you want to plug before we uh as off? always the robot wars podcast so By listen time, to it but always listen to it i've even put them into a handy uh playlist now so you can listen to them all back to back so yeah this has been No Wrestling. Obviously, you guys know to follow me on Twitter, like me on Facebook, subscribe to me on 
iTunes and SoundCloud. I've been Mark Spester of Know Your Wrestling. This has been my good friend Jimmy as my guest. Whoop, 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 whoop. And thanks a lot there, guys. And always remember... Keep dancing. Wrestling isn't wrestling. Apart from when it is. Yeah, apart from when it is. Sometimes it's not. And sometimes it's not. No, it's not. But sometimes it's, like, legitimate. Yes, and badass. And, and cool. badass. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it's all about the game. And how you play it All about control And if you can take it All about your debt And if you can pay it It's all about pay And who's gonna make it I am the game You don't wanna play me I am control No way you can shake me I am heavy debt No way you can pay me I am the pain And I know you can't take me Look over your shoulder Ready to run Like a Cleveland bitch From a smoking gun I am the game And I made the rules Trying to figure out what my mood's gonna be Come on over, son, or why don't you ask me Don't you forget there's a price you can pay Cause I am the game and I want to play Same. You're gonna change your name, you're gonna die in flames